we continue to celebrate these days after Pentecost as a, well, sort of octave of Pentecost. If you celebrate the extraordinary form of the Mass, you know that it, well, it is in fact the octave of Pentecost. And if you're in the modern calendar, well, we celebrate votive Masses of the Holy Spirit. Today, I'd, I'd like to unpack a little bit of something that I began with my homily this past weekend. I talked on the Feast of Pentecost of two images of the Holy Spirit, wind and fire. And on Sunday, I talked a lot about fire and how fire can be destructive and both creative. Yeah, fire can help recreate the face of the earth, what we ask the Holy Spirit to do. But today, I'd like to look briefly at breath, wind. In fact, the word spirit itself means breath. Think of the word respiration, that spiration, spirit, all the same word. In the, the Latin, it's spiritus. In the, uh, the Hebrew, it's ruach, uh, to, to breathe, to speak forth. Well, when we look at the call of the Holy Spirit to recreate the face of the earth, it might be good to look at how the original creation took place. Remember back in the beginning, in the book of Genesis? It says, in the beginning, when God... Notice he's already there. Talk about that more in a later. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the Spirit of God was hovering on the waters. And God said, let there be. And there was. Let's unpack that a little bit. First of all, uh, God is there in the beginning. Just where did he come from? What was God doing before? No, none of that. Just in the beginning, God. He's already there. Before there's time, before there's creation, before there's anything, God's just there. Now, why is that important? Because if we look at other creation stories that are not the Jewish Christian creation story, but everyone in every culture has tried to come up with some way to explain, how do we all get here? Well, the other pagan myths as to how we got here, most all of them, they involve some kind of conflict, some war. There are gods that come into existence and some gods fight with other gods, and they, they make new gods out of the defeated gods. And oftentimes you see that, you know, lowly man and, and earth, how, do, how did we get created? Well, the gods had some battle, and, you know, one god takes the entrails of the defeated god and creates the world out of it. Or the gods just get lazy, and so they decide, we want some servants. And so it, it's always very violent or, or at least banal that gods are lazy, you know, look at how that differs from the book of Genesis, where God, he exists, so he's not fighting with any other gods. There's no question who's, who's in charge. God, just God in the beginning, already there. And how does he create? Does he go to war to conquer someone and then and create some new world? No, he just, he just hovers as wind, breath, and then he speaks. He just speaks. And, and obviously God... God the Father, God the Son, and even the Holy Spirit in the beginning, they all have no body. So even that is kind of what we call anthropological language to say, well, he speaks. Really what we mean is God wills. He just, he just wills it. I want there to be, and there is. And the image we have is not war or conflict or destroying, but just, just breath. God speaks. He spirates the whole of creation into existence. Think about how gentle and, and peaceful and non-confrontational that is, as opposed to the wars and destructiveness that other creation stories have. I think that's when people ask, is the book of Genesis true? Yes, it, it is, uh, in, in the way that the author intended. And so 
uh, one of the truths that we see in the book of Genesis is the way that God creates, peacefully, gently, non-confrontationally. So if we really want God to renew the face of the earth, come Holy Spirit, renew the face of the earth, well, he might just do the recreation in the same way he did the original creation. He's not going to destroy us. He doesn't look at us and say, oh, this terrible world, let me wipe out all these evil people. I mean, he kind of did that once with Noah, but then promised not to do it again. So now how does the Holy Spirit come to renew us? Gently, peacefully, taking who you are and what you are in this broken world with all its broken people, and he just hovers. He's always there, hovering, ready to breathe, ready to say, let it be. So today, God sends you the Holy Spirit. We, we sing in a famous chant, Veni Creator Spiritus, come Creator Spirit. In our psalm today at Mass, we pray, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth, all their host. You were created, everything was created by the breath of God. So today, invite that gentle breath to hover over your life. Say, come Holy Spirit, recreate me. God won't destroy you. He'll hover and gently recreate you into his own image. And God bless you.